Welcome back to the Catholic Buzz Podcast. Thanks for joining us today as we continue our conversation on all things Catholic. My name is Father Daniele, and I'm joined by Josh Sullivan. Hello. Hey, Josh. And Matt Van Milligan. Hello. Matt, welcome to you. So it is the season of Lent, and Mm -hmm. so I know that uh, Lent can be... uh, well. I, I, some people struggle through Lent, let's be honest, mm-hmm. right? But I'm going to be a devil's advocate here, and I, I love Lent. I really love Lent. It's it's an opportunity to really grow and, and work through something that I've been putting off, right? So I, It gives I, you an excuse. It's like, okay, <laughs> it's Lent. Finally, I'll address this thing in my life that's preventing me from growing in holiness or whatever. Yeah. And people see it as a cross to carry. Like, they're like, oh, it's Lent. And you know what? People like to lament about Lent. Mm-hmm. Lament about Lent. You like that? That's good, yeah. 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 Um, but people say, like, oh, I can't do that. It's Lent. Like, like you know, like... It's such like, a cross. It's such a burden. Poor me. Yeah. You know? How is your is your Lent going okay? Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm enjoying it. You too? Yeah. 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 I think when you put your, your both yeah. feet forward... It is. So, like, something... You, you, now you're saying that, I'm thinking, oh, yeah, I'm actually... Because, like, for me, one of the things I... I don't drink anything except, like, club soda and water. Mm-hmm. And I, I recently wanted to try to get off club soda because I was drinking it a lot of club soda all the time. And so I used that as a Lenten. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to like I'm gonna give up because I really love club soda. Uh, and I don't drink teas, coffees, alcohol, pop, anything. So it's like, that's my one thing that I really like. It's not bad for you, but I just decided as Lent, I'm going to give it up. But you know what? I'm really enjoying water. Yeah. It's, it's actually quite refreshing yeah. and funny that, like, I didn't... It's a pain... Like, all I get is water. But at the same time, I'm like, oh, oh, oh I don't have any decisions to make here. I'm just going to drink water. It's nice. We're going to test the carbonation of your glass there, <laughs> right there to see if you're following through with your Lenten uh, practice. I, I, I totally agree with you. I agree that, you know, when you start, like, like I know what you're saying is that club soda. I mean, it's not a harmful not thing. A at all. But it's something that you you rely on. Yeah, and, it really and is. you always turn to it. And that's, that's the point of Lent. It's like, what are the things that we're just so accustomed to doing? That it's like pause for a second and rethink, even if it's as simple as what you're doing, Josh, yeah. or something who maybe someone's struggling with something really big. Yeah. Yeah. And the whole point is like, what what am I dependent on other than God? Yeah. You know, that's, and yeah. that's the thing. It might, it might be something small or whatever. So I hope that people are really doing Lent. I always say to people, if you failed during Lent, yeah. if you failed at Lent in the first couple of days... Pick it back up. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't, I, you know, when people just like, I failed at my Lenten sacrifice on like day four. Yeah. Then they spend the next 36 days of Lent doing nothing. Well, yeah. like, just pick it back up. Yeah. There's 36 the whole, days. The whole point that. is that you're going to fail. Yeah. You well, know? you know, you hope not to, but no. it, the whole point is that it, it should be a challenge. Yeah. And so challenges come with failures, but you pick yourself up again and go. So hopefully that gives people encouragement. Pick it, pick it up. If, if, if you've already failed at your Lenten observance, pick it up. And carry and on. Yeah. So we're going to talk about um, the first Sunday of Lent. You know, we have Ash Wednesday that begins Lent. Always starts with the reading from Joel, the prophet Joel, return to me with all your heart, right? Which is a great way to start Lent. Then the first Sunday of Lent, we hear the temptations of Jesus. This year, we heard from the Gospel of Matthew. We're in the year A of the church's lectionary. And... Um, you know, this story of Jesus, this gospel uh, passage is, I, I love this gospel passage. Mm-hmm. It shows, it reveals to us so much about temptation, so much about uh, will, like God's power in, in uh, 
avoiding situations, but it also reveals to us how the devil tempts us. Mm. Yeah, and that's what I like. It's yeah. like let's look at the keys here. Let's look at the 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 ways that the, the devil tries to creep into our life. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it's a, it's, I, it's a masterclass in recognizing sources of temptation. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, for absolutely. Sure. And it and it tells us. It's so telling. Like I read this gospel and I'm like. Wait, I fell for that. Like yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. So I'm gonna propose here. Yeah. That let's read the gospel. Sure. From it's chap it's Matthew chapter four one to eleven, and then we're gonna kind of tear it apart here. Let's look at the tactics of of the devil when when we're being tempted, and then we're gonna talk about how to fight temptation. Okay. How Perfect. do we fight mm -hmm. temptation in our own life? Okay. Yeah. Does that sound good? Let's do it. So a reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. So this is Matthew chapter 4, verse 1 to 11. Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. He fasted 40 days and 40 nights, and afterwards he was famished. The tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But he answered, it is written, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple, saying to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and on their hands they will bear you up, so that you will not dash your foot against a stone." Jesus said to him, again, it is written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. And he said to them, all these I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil left him, and suddenly angels came and waited on him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord, Lord Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. Wow. Yeah. Wow. You know what you know what really stands out to me right from the get go of what? that? Even the devil can quote scripture. Mm -hmm. I know. <laughs> Isn't that like, because I think a lot of times people use, well, you know, it's like, it, it's this or that or the other. Like you can use anything to, to try to prove your point. And specifically the devil's trying to use scripture to, to prove to Jesus that he can do whatever the devil is trying to tempt him to do. And, and remember what he's doing here. Yeah. How is he using the scriptures? He's yeah. using it out of context. Yes. He's one using it out of context. Time. One line at a time. Hey, come on. You know, and, I don't know about you, yeah. but people do that to me all the time. Yeah, one-liners. All the time. One-liners, or they'll yeah. say a bunch of stuff and put the little scripture quote at the, the end of the their sentence thing. to try <laughs> yeah. and like get you, you know, when, like, they're, not, when here, they're writing This is what it says in the Bible. Yeah, yeah, yeah this is what yeah. it says in the Bible, so here you go. I know, I told you. Yeah. But it's always out of context, and this 
even the devil does. Yeah. Yeah. When I was when I was editing first year papers, um, like you would uh, recognize when somebody was going to fail for proof texting in whatever. Yeah. It's like this doesn't support what you're saying at all. And <laughs> yeah. if you read, you know, the few verses on either side, it actually says the opposite of what you're trying to say. Yeah. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's uh, so true. Yeah. And and that's very. That's very good. Those are signs that we have to recognize in our life, in our lives. Like, let's look at the other signs that we're recognizing here in temptation before we start to uh, think about uh, how to fight temptation in our own life. Okay, so first, look at look at the key here because it says that Jesus was first of all Jesus was led by the Spirit. Mm-hmm. Let's remember that. Yeah, yeah. Okay? Jesus was led by the Spirit yep. into the wilderness to be tempted, uh, and so he fasts for forty days and forty nights. And it says afterwards he was famished. So the, the gospel uses this word famished. So, you know, it's like I'm feeling a little hungry and I ate <laughs> like an hour ago, yeah. right? So I'm already feeling hungry. Now imagine 40 days and 40 nights. Yeah. I, yeah. I couldn't imagine. Yeah. Yeah, this is the understatement of of the Gospels. It's yeah. like he some some translations. Yeah, he, and he was hungry. And mm-hmm. like, yeah. and the use of forty days and forty nights in the desert in the wilderness comes throughout the Bible, right? Like that's one of those things yes. that like they use it. The the um, Israelites traveling in the in the desert for forty days, forty I mean for forty years or whatever the case may mm-hmm. be. Um, forty days always seems to be like the desert. Go go to the desert for forty days, and then something happens. And then something wonderful happens. Yeah. So for Christ, it's the ministry. Is yeah. he, he? He starts right. He's he, like, that's the he. He turns down. He is fully God, fully man, and and it's awesome. So absolutely, yeah. So he's famished. Okay. Yeah. He's hungry. Even though it's an understatement. Yeah. He's he's hungry. <laughs> so it says the tempter came to him and said, "Hey, <laughs> I'll paraphrase, but like, hey, if you Yo. really are." who you say you are. Like, listen to the audacity of the devil here, eh? But, like, we have to recognize those signs in our own life. The the devil is bold. Like, if you are the son of God, like, even he knows that that's the truth. But anyways, he's trying to say, like, come on, like, prove yourself a little bit. Command these stones to become loaves of bread. Like, Every time I read this, I just smell fresh bread. Yeah, could like, you imagine yeah, when you're really bread, hungry? You're really yeah. Even if you smell fresh bread and you just ate, you're like, hmm. Yeah, I, I can have like, a piece. I can have a piece. <laughs> yeah. I can have a piece of it. And now it's like you know, forty days, forty uh, nights without eating. Command these stones become loaves of bread. He's like, he's also he's he's going at his pride. Sure, right? of course. He's he's. I think that's where a lot for me, anyways. Temptation also lies is, is in pride. Is sometimes it's it's you can't do that. Well, you know, like or or hey, you're good enough. You don't have to worry about this. You know, yes. like other people have to worry about that, but you don't have to worry about that. You That's know, that right. kind of thing. So yeah. it's always pride. Like a lot of times, a, t- a temptation uh, attacks pride in, in in one way or another. Sometimes it attacks. If if you have a problem looking down on yourself, it might attack that way, right? It might attack by putting you down. But a lot of times, it attacks on you're better than that. Yeah. And that's, I think that if we look at Adam and Eve and the root of all sin, it's not money, it's pride, right? And yeah. that's where one, like, well, easiest way to get us. Yeah, and it worked on them, and, yeah. and all of their material needs were satisfied in, in the yes. garden. Yeah. So, like, the, um, as, as kind of a master class in recognizing sources of temptation, that there's kind of the surface level temptation. It's yeah. like the desire for bread when you're hungry. It's like, okay, yeah. a lot of our Lenten practices are kind of around those material concerns. We give yeah. up something material because we don't want to be kind of enslaved or ruled by these things. But, like, as the spiritual life deepens, um, yeah. you recognize those kind of more subtle temptations or like th- those, you know, um, that, you know, on the surface, you can just make this bread or you can just make these stones bread and that's going to satisfy, you yeah. know, your, your material needs. Um, but, you know, there's a deeper 
more more yeah. um, s- subversive, you know, appeal to pride to, um, you know, you can work miracles. Yeah. This is this is actually a positive thing. On your like on, in the yeah. garden, yeah. you know, the desire for knowledge is a good thing, quote unquote. But, um, you know, the what, what what that will produce isn't isn't necessarily good. And yeah. you know, the, the, um, recognizing these areas of temptation exactly. again as 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 you know, a few lengths in <laughs> um, <laughs> since I've become Catholic. Yeah. yeah, it's just yeah. like you can move beyond the like. Okay, I I can fast for a little while. Or I can <laughs> you know I, I I can do this, but it's just like if you stop trying to recognize kind of where where you are tempted or maybe the more subtle tactics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. it's the weak spot. Yeah. He's famished. Yeah. You know, like he's famished, he's hungry, he hasn't had anything to eat. It's the weak spot. Turn the stone into bread. You can do it. Like yeah. you said. Yeah. Like you can do it. Yeah. Like now do it to something to please. Like that's your weak spot. Aren't you hungry? Yeah. Anyway. It's a backhanded compliment. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so that's that's the first one. Okay. Yeah, so for sure. the the next one, it's well, of course, let's Jesus' response yeah. Yeah. Is, is really good too. We won't skip over that. Man does not live by bread alone. He says it is written, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. So Jesus is rebuking him with scripture. Yeah. Right? With mm-hmm. it is written. Like you gave me a piece of scripture and uh you know well he hasn't given it a you know, not yet. yet. Yeah, okay. I think so Christ Christ come. quotes scripture back at saying, No, you can't do that. And then the devil now is gonna now go he's like, Oh, hey, you, you want to bring scripture? That? Let's do scripture. Yeah, which is very yeah. like telling of like that's how that's how kind of arguments happen yeah. today. Like, oh, you want to bring scripture into this? Yeah, let's okay. bring scripture. Well, Jesus says <laughs> love everyone. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever yeah, it might yeah, be. yeah. Okay, so the second one is, right? Then the devil took him to a holy city and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple, saying to him, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you. On their hands they will bear you up, and you will not dash your foot against a stone. Well, you know, so it's like, come on. Like... Again, Throw yourself down here. You got the angels command. Like yeah. you can command. Don't them. you have the angels that's back up? Can't yeah. you do this? Like you're not gonna hurt yourself. Yeah. And it, it's just like aggravating when I hear it. Oh, I because for me, and I don't know what you guys like, for me, I was kind of the guy that no, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll prove you wrong and yeah, I'll run and I'll, jump off the cliff. Yeah. You know, like, no, I can do it. You can't tell me no to. You know, that's and that's right. and that's the feeling I get with that one is is for me. I don't know what, what other people and maybe your temptations are different, but like for me it's like, no, I can do it. Like you tell me not to climb a tree, I'm climbing that tree. You know, that kind of thing. So Yeah, and look so again he says, if you are the son of God, mm-hmm. like, yeah. like prove, prove it yourself again. and then if you are the son of God, you'll know that the angels won't let you dash your foot against a stone. Like they will raise you up. They will lift you up. All these things. Uh, it's yeah. it's so telling of of, of how uh, the devil tries to work in these situations. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So what does Jesus respond? What do you think? Yeah. <laughs> do you remember? Do not, do not put the, the Lord your God the, to you. Uh, I was going to say, test. quote scripture. Yeah. He says, again, it is written, do not put the Lord God to your test. And that's exactly what he was doing. Come on, if you're the son of God, just jump. Like, just test like, it. Yeah. We know there's angels. We know there's these things. You won't get hurt. Yeah, and we we have this this in the context of the whole of the gospel. Yes. So we know the other miracles that, that Jesus yeah. worked. But like in, in isolation, you can see how that would be kind of a, like demonstrate your power. Like you came to call disciples, to show people that you're the son of God. Um, and he gives them almost the same response that he gives a lot of people just, okay, if you're the son of God, give me a sign. Give me, like, sh- show me, like, do something cool um, and I'll follow you. And he's like, this this isn't how this works. Yeah. Um, it's like, you'll see a sign and, you know, uh, he'll command his angels concerning you and you won't dash your foot against the stone. Like, somebody, nobody gave the devil the full script. Yeah. Like, no, <laughs> he doesn't yeah. know kind of what's um, what's coming. 
Um, but uh, one of my, my Lenten practices, I'm going through the Gospel of John um, kind of slowly in, in kind of a, a steady way. Um, but um, uh, the calling of, of the early disciples um, and uh, Philip and uh, Nathaniel. Um, Nathaniel's under the fig tree yeah. and he's a little bit sarcastic towards yeah. Jesus. Um, and um, he says, like, come follow me. Um, you knew me because I was under the fig tree? Yeah. <laughs> but he says, he's like, like you think that's something? Like, wait, yeah. w- wait and see. Yeah. Like that, this is going to be. Um, so it, it's it's this idea that it's like um, people want to see a demonstration of Jesus's power, um, and you know this the the source of this temptation is just like you want to reveal your power to the world because you want them to follow you. This is a perfect opportunity. Yeah. Go for it. So it's 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 again one of a more nuanced or subtle appeal to you know the good that that Jesus wants to do, but it, it's twisted for yeah. you know uh, personal gain. Personal or, gain. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and the last one there was, uh, let me see here. Okay, so again, the devil took him to a very high mountain, mm-hmm. showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor, and he said to him, all these I will give you if you just fall down and worship me. I hate this one. Mm-hmm. Well, you hate, hate this, this one because it's a lie. It's a lie. It's, sorry, it's a twisting of the truth. It's a, I don't find the devil, I mean, he lies. He's the father of lies, but it's, it's a, I find the best way he tempts people is through twisting the truth. You know what? If Jesus does the does bow down, all of those kingdoms would be his. But they are anyways. Yeah, they already <laughs> right? are. Right, like the it's, it's not the action that require that gets the end. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's they're not his to give. Yeah, that's why I hate that, this. Yeah, one. they're like you can have this. You can have all this. They're not his to give. God already owns everything. Like yeah. it already belongs <laughs> to God. But what I especially hate about this yeah. one is the like the sort of smoothness in how the devil moves to something easier. Like, let me explain. He says, like, jump in the second one. He's like, jump off the cliff, yeah. right? Like, that's no one's going to hurt you. Mm-hmm. That's a bigger deal. You, like, like you could die. You, yeah. But <laughs> yeah. then he says, okay. then he says, like, okay, you don't want to jump off. How about you just bow. kneel down yeah, or yes. bow down? Yeah. You know, like, how about you just bow down? That's so much easier and you can still have all All of this. And that's the devil does that sometimes. eh? It's like he makes the stakes easier for or raises the stakes that. Yeah. Yeah. But makes it easier for us to comply with. Mm. And that's why I hate this one so much. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's one of the ways we fall into temptation, too, a lot of times. Right. Like one of the ways we we used to talk about this with uh, teenagers and stuff. And we talk about uh, insert your temptation here. Yeah. Okay. And uh, we talk about let's say it's chocolate cake. Okay. You really I mean, eating chocolate cake is not a sin. But let's just say it was. Um, If you put the chocolate cake in front of you and you're sitting there with a fork there's a chance, especially if you really like chocolate cake or you're addicted to chocolate cake or, you know, you're really tempted to eat chocolate cake, there's a pretty good chance you're probably going to eat the cake. Sure. But let's say you're good. Let's say you're really good at avoiding the temptation because you know where your weakness is. Let's say it's chocolate mm-hmm. cake again. So what you do is you avoid the temptation. And so what you do is you put the cake in the fridge. Close the door. Don't go into the kitchen for a couple of days because you don't want to be tempted. But then what happens is you eventually are going to go into the kitchen. And eventually, when you get to the kitchen, you think about the cake, <laughs> yeah. right? And, or and especially if if you really if you're tempted by it, you're you're being tempted by thinking about the cake. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna take. You know what? I'm not gonna sin. I'm gonna like again, 
using the cake as an analogy for whatever temptations, but I'm going to take the cake out. I'm just going to look at the cake. Mm-hmm. Looking at the cake is not a sin. But that's the next step. Like, like, like mm-hmm. you kind of said. Like, it's it's it it's really hard. Like when you're sitting there with a fork in your hand and you're smelling the cake, yeah. and you can almost taste the cake. It's really hard to avoid that temptation. Right. It might be really hard. Like, it's jumping off a cliff is a hard thing to do. You know what I mean? But but bowing. It eventually. It's not through mm-hmm. the big actions that normally get us. It's through the little actions. It's the little so, ones. So taking the cake out and just putting it on there because it's really beautiful. Yeah. I just want to see it and the, and then you uncover the cake. Because you really like you're not going to eat it. They're just the smell is really mm-hmm. nice. You know what I mean? And then and then what happens? Well, I just got to have a little piece of icing. You know? And then and, <laughs> yeah. then, and then like you don't you don't eat the cake. What yeah. you end up doing is you slowly get to the point where and then you slowly have a little bit more of the icing. Yeah, you're like, yeah. ooh, that's good. And then and then you try to cover up the icing and where you actually stuck your finger in the yeah. icing, right? Were you then, watching me eat yeah. cake? Today? <laughs> but then eventually it gets to the point where once you've eaten the icing, you've already had the cake. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that's already, and then it's really hard to stop yourself from actually eating the cake. So whatever that temptation is, if that temptation um, is is um, your call to um, not swear, but you let yourself. Well, I'll say just I'll, instead of like using the Lord's name in vain, I'll say geez. Mm-hmm. or I'll use, you know, mother trucker. I don't know. Like mm-hmm. like you start using other uh, other substitutions. Well, as soon as you kind of gone down that road. You're now starting to allow yourself, and eventually you're just going to fall back into it. Mm-hmm. And, then it and then it's like the temptation's there. It's too easy to fall back into. Mm-hmm. So you need to start to go, like, it's putting the cake in the fridge and not allowing yourself to open that fridge. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, and like, look at the de escalation, eh? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, yeah. like, it, like first the first two temptations he says if you are the son of god do yeah. this the last one he doesn't say that no he's kind of like he's trying to like make it nice and you make just, it have, nice to and you just have to do this you yeah. don't have to prove you're the son of god you don't have to do this you know like first it was like command these stones to turn into bread then it was like jump off this and the angels will save you then it's just like just bow down yeah don't do all that other stuff. Don't prove who you are. Don't whatever. Just bow down. And it's so true. That's how temptation works in our life. It's, it's like, a little. It's like something yeah. big. We're like, oh, I would never do that. Yeah, yeah exactly. And then it's like it's, the next step. It's like, mm, no. And then the third step, you're like, well, that's uh, that's actually not bad as compared to what I was thinking about doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's, a, there's a part in C.S. Lewis's uh, screw tape letters yeah, where he's uh, like... Um, uh, he's advising like a, a junior demon yeah. on like how how temptation works and how to, um, and it's it's fiction of course, but it does have some theological uh, insight. But he's saying that um, like as as a tactic, like don't don't directly affront virtue, don't like yeah. don't don't throw <laughs> like because people are aware of that. Like people will get their guard up. He's like, you want to do an end run. You want to yeah. you want to like uh, what you guys are saying. There's like these kind of direct assaults on people. No, people see themselves as virtuous. I'm like, but if you can find a subtle back yeah. way into you know suggesting an idea and you know uh making them commit what seems like a lesser act but with much higher stakes or much deeper yeah. implications that's going to be a more effective a tactic yeah. so let's look at ways that people can fight temptation in their own life okay number one I, i'm going to share is uh that people have to recognize the signs in their own life of their own weakness mm-hmm. you have to like be honest with yourself and say, where am I weak? Mm-hmm. Like, where is my weak spot? 
because the devil tries to expose that, right? Mm-hmm. You're hungry, turn this into bread. Like wherever it is. So our weak spot might be for uh, yeah. gluttony, might yeah. be for lust, yeah. might yeah. be for anger, might be for gossip, whatever it might be. We have to recognize in our own life our weak spot so that we can build up an armor around that area. Remember, we're supposed to avoid the near occasion of sin. Mm-hmm. You know, it was kind of cool. I heard one time a saint talking about if you want to know where your charisms are, if you want to know where God is going to use your talents and gifts to further his kingdom, look at the opposite where your weakness is. Hmm. So for instance, if you have a tendency to lie uh, or, or to spread rumor or spread evil, then God might be using you to, like he's going to use your tongue. He's going to use your hmm. you to tell others about him. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. But so the devil, what the devil going to do? Like, well, that's your gift. I'm going to, I'm gonna like crucify it. I'm gonna I'm, go, I'm gonna kill it on uh, on another. So no one's gonna believe you now, right. because like so if you have a miracle that happens in your life, but you're always lying or you're always gossiping or always exaggerating, no one's gonna believe you when you tell the miracle that happened. Right. Right. Um, same thing. Like so, you go to some of those where your weakness is. If you if you don't know where your weakness is, look at somewhere your gifts and talents are, and then go the opposite yeah. way as well. Right. Like so. Go, okay. Oh, where's oh oh yeah. That's where I struggle. You know. Yeah. So it's true. And, and that's a really good, when you recognize where your weak spot is, try to think of the counter gift that you might have. Yeah. That's a really good one. Uh, what else would be, so that would like, we have to name it in order to, to tame it. Is that it? Name it to tame it. Uh, what else would you suggest as uh, a way to uh, combat temptation in your life? Temptation to me always rings temptation, not only, but I find that for me, temptation always comes with, um, when I'm going to confession, I'm always confessing the same sins. And I remember uh, uh, somebody I was listening to talk about that. He said, "Oh, I'm always confessing the same sins." And the priest said, "Well, I don't want you to go out and commit new ones." Mm. Like, <laughs> you know, you know. But so for me, it's always a, a form of like it's the same ones that I'm falling into. I'm yeah. the same ones that like, I'm struggling because that's my weakness, right? That's where I'm falling into those areas. Um, and so, some things can only be beat with prayer and fasting. And so depending on what you're struggling with, depending on what you are, sometimes that's where the gift of, la- of Lent comes in uh, is, is the fasting and yeah. prayer. So when I'm really struggling with something, I, whatever it might be, if yeah. I'm struggling with an area, even like, so I, one of the other things I'm doing for Lent is working out every day. I'm, I'm giving myself that I'm doing this specific workout every single day. And it came pro- upon last night that it was late at night and I forgot to do my workout. And it was just, I was like, Oh, I just don't want to do it. I want to give in again, not temptation, not to work out. It's not a sin not to work out, but, but it was like, I, something that I was trying to do, trying to commit to. And so I decided, okay, I'm trying to take the easy road. I'm going to do prayer instead. I'm going to do my night prayer and that will suffice to doing my workout. Lord, I'm not doing my workout, but I'm going to do my prayer and it'll be what ended up happening. After I did my prayer, I was actually invigorated. <laughs> like I, I felt, I felt like, oh, okay. I feel like I can run a mile. Oh, I should do my. Oh, <laughs> I need to do my workout. And so I ended up telling my wife, okay, I'm gonna do my workout. She's like, right now it's like 11:30. I'm like, yeah, I'm doing my workout. Like that's, I forgot to do my workout today. But for me, it was the prayer. It was kind of cool that the prayer really did reintroduce that to me. But I have found through my life, my weakness, prayer and fasting really helps give me the grace. To overcome those temptations um and yeah like that those those two sides of the coin to avoid temptation like prayer uh, fasting and prayer i'll say yeah. in kind of the opposite or like um 
like fasting, you know, avoiding the thing that, you know, we typically fall into is like um, avoiding the negative thing isn't enough. Yeah. That it's like um, when we do our kind of marriage prep, um, it's like we say like nobody in the room would care or say, you know, I didn't commit adultery this week, so I have a good marriage. Um, that it's like <laughs> a- avoiding like avoiding the bad thing uh, is, yeah. is, isn't enough. You want to cultivate the opposite virtue or like yeah. the... Um, um, so I, I, I can give kind of an example yeah. um, this week that it's like you, you said at the beginning, it's like, I love Lent. And like not a lot of people would echo that sentiment. Right. It's like Lent is hard for a lot of people. But like when you think about it in terms of like, I love <laughs> Lent when I can recognize the fruit. Yeah. So I, I can say like, mm, um, yeah. I, I threw out my back this week okay. um, that, you know, um, and, you know, Lent is hard. Exercise is hard. Staying in shape is hard. Um, that and you know, and sometimes I choose to do other things. It was like, but then you know, I realize like my my back is much more likely to go out when I'm not you know keeping up with my mm, exercise, yeah. keeping up with it. But like that that's a that's a wake up call. That's yeah. like okay, no, I should I should you know give more attention to this particular virtue. Um, that you know, if if yeah, again in confession, if I'm if I'm doing the same things, like it's not enough to like avoid getting angry or being prideful or yeah. judging other people <laughs> just to avoid it yeah. uh, you know uh, it's like no I, I need to like give time be intentional about cultivating the opposite virtue so yeah. you know it's not enough to just not be angry you know i need to find opportunities to be charitable yeah to people and you know look look for those areas like so then yes you're avoiding temptation or like you're you're just um uh uh avoiding t- temptation by virtue of, you know, cultivating the the opposite virtue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to share a, a, a tip for avoiding temptation uh, that I know a seminary professor used to say. Uh, he used to say that when we're tempted with a sin, we have to change the channel in our brain, mm-hmm. in our mind, oh. immediately. Yeah. Because if we go... A second longer, five mm. seconds. You can longer, convince yourself of anything. Seconds longer, yeah. thirty seconds longer, or longer. We're done. Yeah. So if we're really oh, trying like to avoid a, a certain sin, and you're tempted by something, change you, you you gotta change the channel immediately. Mm. Like you gotta you gotta get up and do something different. You gotta like immediately mm. because if you entertain it for a little bit longer, there's no chance for you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> so excuse me if, if you recognize that you know, you're uh, judging or, or whatever yep. it might be. If you recognize uh, that you're being tempted, like let's say someone uh, who is tempted by alcohol yeah. or, uh, or pornography or something like that, you know, uh, like five or 10 seconds longer and you're that much more, more likely. likely to do it. He goes, change the channel in your mind immediately. And Makes sense. Yeah, I just remember it resonating with a lot of people. Uh, so uh, well, I share that here. The, the other one was uh, that I, th- I think I've heard uh, given in a talk one time was halt. Was it the halt method? Yeah. So <laughs> halt. Hungry, so hungry, um, angry, angry, lonely, tired. or tired. Yeah. And so understanding that if like if you have a tendency to gossip, let's say, when you're hangry, <laughs> when you're hungry and angry, you might have more of a tendency to do mm. that kind of thing. Like you, we have less control of our good intentions. When we're hungry, angry, lonely, or tired, hmm. you know, and so looking at those things, when we're tired, especially, I find I like I don't have a lot of willpower when I'm tired. It's one of those yeah. things. But understanding and recognizing that, so understanding, like, so again, let's just say using the cake analogy, I don't want to eat that cake, but I'm really tired. And like you kind of said, if I sit in the kitchen and just stare at the fridge for a little bit, if I'm tired, 
I have a lot harder time saying no to that. You know yeah. what I mean? Because I'm going to fin- yeah. convince myself. But, and but if you're hungry, <clears throat> and, and if, if you're hungry, angry, and if I'm angry, you're just going to, well, if you're lonely, this is comfort. Like it's all comfort. We got to recognize the signs. You're looking for comfort in yeah. one way or another. If you're yeah. tired, go to bed. Yeah, if exactly. you're If you're angry, you might need to do something about that. Like yeah. think that maybe you have to go talk to somebody and that also yeah. helps with lon- loneliness, right? Yeah. Um, but like uh, going out and having, going for a walk is a really good way uh, when you're angry or, yeah. or when, when you're lonely or when you're when you're um, hungry for me i'm hungry at night times and i'm trying not to eat at night i gotta go do something and one of the things that i find that works really well is actually not the opposite but almost go work out mm-hmm. and that's what like if i'm hungry at night i go work out and also i'm not hungry i'm thirsty and i recognize that i'm thirsty so i drink a lot of water and stuff but drink water before the workout but afterwards it seems like my body just switched gears into like okay you got enough on you here i'll burn this stuff instead yeah. uh and so but it goes with that like it's it's helped like you said it's flip the channel okay yeah. I, i'm hungry i'm gonna go work out yeah and bringing it back to the nature of temptation like yeah. the, the devil doesn't actually create no the devil twists uses and yeah. manipulates you know the material realities that we're all kind of subject to um and it's kind of fitting that each of the temptations appeals to a material reality yeah you know uh, for, uh, hunger you know material yeah. sustenance um uh, um safety you know, um, <laughs> yeah. uh, maintaining, maintaining life. Well, control, yeah, material angels. goods, yeah. like all these things. And that we have the example of Jesus who, you know, having the blood sugar level that someone would have <laughs> after 40 days of Angry denying himself that in, yeah. in, in every other situation would kind of impair our decision-making as an example of like, no, this is, this is the response. This that's is in, 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 in his full humanity. Yeah. Like that's, that's something we kind of forget that it's like, okay, well, God's, Jesus is God. He's divine. Yeah. He can whatever, but like no, 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 he embraced that temptation. He was probably hungry. He his, was alone yeah. in the desert for forty days. He was tired. I'm sure. Like sleeping in the desert, never fun. And then I don't know that he's angry, but you know, yeah. he just saw face to face with the devil. He's probably feeling a little bit of something. Yeah, <laughs> very true. Yeah. Cool. And I want to remind us that uh, you know, at the last temptation, there Jesus says, "Away with you, Satan!" Mm-hmm. Yeah, away with you, Satan. Uh, he says, "It is written, worship the Lord your God and serve Him alone." So uh, let's not forget the prayer aspect here. Yeah. If we're struggling yeah. with a temptation, we have to pray, pray for help. We have to call upon the name of Jesus. Like, uh, like in that moment when we, when we ask Jesus for help, Jesus helps us. Like yeah. Jesus is manifested when we call upon his name, and it's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. We have to remember that. We have to do it with prayer. We have to do it with, uh, you know, look at the three keys of Lent, prayer, mm-hmm. fasting, almsgiving. Those yeah. things are the keys of Lent for a reason, yeah. for a reason, right? And so let's not forget the spiritual side of it. I truly believe that uh, to every uh, problem, there's a spiritual root. Hmm. Every problem, there's a spiritual root. So our prayer, our uh, fasting, our almsgiving, uh, our study of scripture, our, yeah. our, our calling on the name of Jesus, blessing ourselves with the sign of the cross, uh, our asking the saints to intercede. Mm-hmm. All of these things help in our battle for temptation, yeah. against temptation. Okay, real quick, one last one that just came. I know we're running out of time, but um, one, of the, one of my mom used to say is whenever you get tempted, say a Hail Mary, like change the channel, but say Hail Mary. And the idea is that then the devil's reminding you to pray. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he's going to stop reminding you. But if you do that every single time, I'm like, oh, that's interesting. So every time you get tempted, say a specific prayer. Maybe it's the St. Michael prayer. Maybe it's the, uh, uh, you know, uh, the rosary or something. like. And then, yeah. But it's kind of like then the devil's actually making you pray. Yeah. You know? yeah. But switch that's the channel. Like, yeah. Switch the channel, go and do that. Yeah. And just, just yeah. one more thing. Like of the prayer um, fasting and almsgiving, yeah. uh, one of those things is you know denying 
denying ourselves. Two of those things are pursuing the good. That yeah. it's like, you know, we have, we, we have a majority where, you know, we should, we should be cultivating virtue. Uh, that again, it's not enough to just avoid the bad thing. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. All right. If you have uh, another suggestion to uh, how to avoid temptation in your life or something that's helped you or you have a que- another question for us in our battle against temptation or something that you're struggling with or that's helpful for you during the season of Lent, drop us a line at askusatthecatholicbuzz.com. Visit our website at thecatholicbuzz.com or you can leave a comment on our socials to Facebook and Instagram. That's all the time we have uh, for this episode. We hope that your Lent continues to be a grace-filled time bringing us back uh, to a life of holiness. Uh, For Josh Sullivan and Matt Van Milligan, my name is Father Daniele. We'll see you next time on The Catholic Buzz.